Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. I am your host, Jay Sugg, along with me once again, my man, Emery Ogletree II. What up, Tree? What's good, family? Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. All right, let's get right into it. I know you saw that Kevin Durant, Draymond Green interview. What were Absolutely. your thoughts? Honestly, I, I, I came away a little confused because... First of all, I thought it was a very well, you know, well-performed interview by Draymond. It was very well coordinated and done both on both parts, and you know, Draymond being the host and all. But he really just lost me on this whole thing on how well, he and Kevin Durant on how they put the blame on Steve Kerr and the GM. I mean, it just really did. And being a former Hooper, I understood what they were saying to a point, like you know. They didn't agree with how they handled the situation as management and as coaches. Cause I mean, Draymond you know, end up getting suspended a game and everything. You know, and Draymond talked about how he laughed in the face of the GM and whatnot. And on that part, it's like, okay, if you felt that they mismanaged the situation, the, the question in my mind that kept coming up over and over again was, well, Kevin Durant, why don't you just go to Steve Kerr and the GM and say, yo. Don't suspend Draymond. See, to me, I came away with a different perspective. I think they felt that, you know, they screwed it up because they tried to just sweep it under the rug. Like, you know what? We're just going to pretend like this didn't happen. We're going to suspend Draymond and just, like, let it go and just go on from there. Instead of just saying, like, yo, this happened. They, you know, they talked about it. It's a done deal. They just tried to, you know, pretend it didn't happen and make it, let's see if it goes away. And I think that cost him Kevin Durant in the long run. All they had to do was just kind of own the situation. But, but I mean, but that's where I'm going, though. But the accountability has to be on Kevin Durant. Nobody made Kevin Durant leave. That's where, that's a, that's where you lose me. It yeah, all comes back him, down. But I think it, it definitely helped. Um, that the Because all they had to do was just say, like, you know, just let them, instead of them trying to get Draymond to do everything, like, you need to go apologize, just let them to settle it. Did you make that that in um, the comparison to Scotty and you know the Tony Kukoc moment, where they all yelled at Scotty at the you know in the locker room, and then Scotty came and apologized like the next game. I get that, but again, but situations are different. Scotty Pippen was mad that Phil Jackson made a a choice that he didn't like. Okay, so there the coaches involved. I said I've been on teams where me and a teammate have gotten into it. Okay. And that's always been between me and that teammate. The coach would intervene more or less if for some reason, like we had to be separated or it just seemed like you could see this, you no, know, this discontent, this, you no know, stuff festering up. And this situation was between Draymond and Kevin Durant. When they were going at it, like I said, if it was that serious, you can't tell me, especially Kevin Durant having as much cachet because he's Kevin Durant. Now I'm not going to sell Draymond short because he's part of the, the core that won those three championships with Golden State, there's accountability on the both of them to me, where it's just like, look, if y'all were just willing to sell it yourselves, you should have just been that, like, you know what? You both go to Steve Kerr and the GM and say, you know what? Let us handle it. Stay out of it. And you won't sit here and tell me that they wouldn't have listened. Like I said, I mean, using this as a scapegoat to put on the GM and Steve Kerr, Way I see, I mean, Kevin Durant knew he was leaving regardless. So just go ahead and say that. Don't sit up and say, well, this paid a factor in me leaving. Well, dude, if you were going to leave anyway, who cares? Because if it really bothered you, if you were leaving anyway, who cares if it bothered you that much? 
you weren't thinking about staying anyway. Because if you right. and Draymond were going to figure things out and get past it, then what else was left? Nothing. Yeah, I I still feel like they, I, I think they were just so scared that Kevin Durant was going to leave. They were just trying to do anything and everything I, I in their power. You. And I think that didn't help the situation one bit. And I, don't, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with that. Yes, they, they made a, a, a rash decision trying to show Kevin Durant, look, we're supporting you, which in turn backfired to mm-hmm. me because in terms, no, like I said, if I'm Draymond, I'm looking at them like, oh, seriously, like that? Like I said, I've been in situations like that. Yeah. You know, where, you know, teammates, you know, do something, and I'm looking at my coach, and my coach is basically telling me, like, suck it up. Like, yo, like, what? Like, if I did that, you'd be all over me. But because this person, you know, wherever you want to say, if he was the star or whatever else like that, because they are who they are, you're not going to do nothing. You're just basically going to turn an eye and just basically take it all out on me. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at you differently, but but still, again, though, I, I gotta go. I can't. I gotta go back to them. You can, you can dislike how they handled it, but I'm gonna say you're Kevin Durant. You could have went to them and said, "Don't suspend Draymond." Now we don't know if he did or if he didn't, but I did. I said I'd be so hard pressed to believe that if Kevin Durant went to them and said, "Look, but don't suspend Draymond. We're gonna figure this out. This doesn't play." But if you didn't do that, then what are you complaining about? Yeah. And I, I really, like, I came away so impressed by Draymond Green, like, with his, just the way he kind of ran the interview. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you see that. I think he's going to replace Charles Barkley whenever <laughs> Barkley retires from TNT. I mean, I could, I could see that because, I mean, what, Charles says he's retiring in, what, two, three years? Give or take, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I could see that. I and mean, I think Draymond will be great on TV. I think he's, a, you know, like Charles. I mean, for one, He's original. He doesn't want to be Charles, but I think he'll still bring that authenticity, that honesty yep. that you know, to that you know, part of the game, the broadcasting game, the one, you know, the one I'm trying to get into, that he'll be real. You know, like Barkley is. You all know necessarily think he'll go like to the point where he'll be straight insulting cats like you know, Barkley does. But I think he'll be honest. Like he was like, you know, this dude's playing like a bum. He'll be like, no, he's yeah. playing like a bum. And when he's been on there those few times, um, like, you know, very, the Warriors, Warriors have been trash like, these past couple of years. He's been really good. Him and Candace Parker are, like, two of my favorites. That, Absolutely. That and Candace Parker really doesn't get enough credit for what she brings to that, you know, to that side of the game as an mm-hmm. analyst. You know, I mean, I said, uh, again, I, I, I speak for myself when I say, when I speak to other men about the WNBA, it's like they laugh. I'm like, dude, what are you laughing at? WNBA is great basketball. Like don't so don't tell, don't sell these women short because they're women. And, I, and I'm being dead serious. I mean, you know me. I mean, we've more or less been down to WNBA since the inception. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm a big proponent, you know, a big supporter of women's basketball. But the WNBA, and I said, well, Candace Parker brings I'm like, look, man, Candace Parker's an all-time great. You know, it's like just because you know she's a woman, don't get it twisted. This is one of the greatest basketball players, men or women, to ever play. First ballot Hall of Famer. Hands With down. The moment you know, she so talks. When she talks, you know, I so say you got most of these, you know, jackasses on social media who probably couldn't play ball in the backyard, let alone in the league. You know, once they're not like, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about because, you know, she plays in WNBA. Man, shut up. This yeah. this woman right here is for real. Yeah. I would love to sit down and just talk hoop with Candace Parker. 
I mean, but personally, I just love to sit down with Candace Parker anyway, but that's not here or there. That's just me. That's just me, you know. It'd be a friend, it'd be a friendly conversation, you know, no, 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 no real mode. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the 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 second topic. Um, that is the NFL preseason. Have you been watching any of these games? I'll be honest with you, brother. Yes and no. I mean, <laughs> the Bengals play. <laughs> Go Bengals. And let me preface this by saying that I was forced back to my hometown team by Akita, my little sister, you know who she is, that because I stopped cheering for the Bengals for well over 30 years, after my favorite football player of all time, Ray Lewis, retired, she's like, you got to cheer for the Bengals from now on. So go Bengals. Yeah, we lost again. I'll leave it there. But, yeah, i kind of been watching, man. I'm liking uh, what these uh, young QBs are showing, mm-hmm. you know, but other than that, like I said the – you know, the Tebow drama, I know we're going to no segue into that. <laughs> it just really, honestly, I, it, it really bothered me, you know, this whole Tebow thing. Yeah. Aside from that, off and on. But I forget who mentioned it, but this was a win-win for Urban Meyer signing Tebow. Um, and they have mentioned that either Tebow is good at playing tight end and he just found a diamond in the rough or Tebow sucks and he cuts him and all his players see that he doesn't play favorites. Like he had no way to lose in this situation. And I'm like, that, that actually is, is true. Um, but I don't, I don't even see why he continues to try. I think because he was playing baseball a few months ago Absolutely. Um, with the Mets. And the only reason he got this gig really was because Urban Meyer was his old coach. Um, playing a position he's never played before. He took away a spot from somebody who actually could be playing tight end for them mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was really selfish on his behalf, and I'm glad he didn't make it in that instance. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I I can't fault Tim Tebow for him taking advantage of the situations that he's blessed to have. I mean, because let's be real. If a lot of us were in a situation, I'm not saying we were Tim Tebow, I'm just saying generally in life, if we were able to be put in positions where we were able to try a different venture or, you know, maybe just do something that could like lead to a, you know, another level for us, who wouldn't take it? You know what I'm saying? But what bothered me with Tim Tebow, and I think I kind of want to echo the sentiments of Ryan Clark and you know, Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, Hall of Fame tight end at that. Uh, it seems like Tebow more or less gets these shots simply because he's a nice guy. And that's not knock. I mean, I'm Tim Tebow. For I don't know him personally, but from what you see on TV, he seems like the general article. Seems like a really great guy. Seems like if I met him in person, that we could just have a great conversation and it was just somebody nice to talk to. But like you were saying, you got this shot with Urban Meyer. Obviously, you played for him in college. I mean, to me, there was sort of a lose situation because even if Tebow made the team, I mean, there's still going to be those doubters. There's still going to be those detractors. I mean, unless Tebow went out there and had like a Gronk-like year, mm-hmm. everybody's just going to be sitting there looking like, well, he's not that good at tight end. Sure, he made it, but look who his coach is. And like you were saying, there was somebody out there who really deserved the shot, or I should say who, who probably was better suited for the shot and basically lost out on it simply because his relationship with Urban Meyer. It's kind of similar to my situation when I played ball. You know, when I was playing for the uh, ABA, Indiana Alley Cats, 
I remember the situations I went through where it seemed like I was always looking over my shoulder because the coaches and the owner of the team, they're bringing in people that they knew personally. I'm sitting there like, damn, like, did I just go through tryouts and all this other stuff? And and now I'm still trying to fight for my spot in the roster because you're doing favors for friends who are agents and you're bringing this guy in and now I got to fight him off too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's like I tell these young kids. I mean, professional sports, man, it is a business. And, and real talk, I mean, you can go down to the high school level. If, if we're going to be honest about it, it's business, man. Especially if you're on the upper level, that elite level. The higher you go, the yeah. more business it gets. That's why you I mean you really got to have a thick skin and just be really ready to take on the grind. And almost have that mindset, like you know what, you know, damn everybody else, I'm here to get mine. Yeah. If you, know, you were in those top two tiers, like even in high school, like you got to treat it as a business because absolutely. everybody else around you is. And like I said, like I said so the Tim Tebow situation, like you, I, mean, I hate to say I'm glad he didn't make it, but it, it, just, it was just for the best. And hopefully, again, this, this will just be done. Because yeah. if I do see Tim Tebow trying out again, first of all, if it's not a quarterback, I will say this. I felt Tim Tebow did kind of get played on a QB tip. No, he was garbage. He never really got a fair... He never, I don't think he ever really got another fair shot at QB. I, we I didn't really need don't to think. see it. We didn't need to see it. Yeah, I, I saw enough to know that he wasn't any good. Like, well, I mean, he won a playoff game. I'm going to be sounding like Skip Bayless. <laughs> he won that playoff game despite himself. Like, but, I mean, that, threw, that has to count. That has to count for something. One good pass that entire game. It just happened to be the money pass. But, I mean, they were playing like, you can't make this throw. And they were right, except for that one time. You well, can't I mean, live but, like that. But don't sell Tebow short, though. He did bring – Denver was losing. I mean, you're a Denver guy. I, 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 I was. Y'all were losing. And when y'all put Tebow in, he came in and he helped y'all win the division. Man, it's, it that, wasn't that sustainable, has to, that has man. To matter, ain't? It wasn't sustainable. Oh, uh, see, like I said, that, that's wasn't. the only – that's the only thing in, in Tebow's support where I just felt like, you know what, you got a bad rap. At QB, no, it's definitely not like throws, Colin Kaepernick, man. but you did kind of get a raw deal. Kaepernick could make any any throw you wanted to. Kaepernick can make. Tim Tebow could maybe make like three of them throws. I, just I'm couldn't. not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying though, at least give him an equal opportunity to try. Because what he went to the Jets, that turned out to be a joke. He went to the Patriots. Let's like say it's not like he really got a shot. Yeah, man. You know, and if Bill Belichick saw like, yeah, man. Like they see it in practice, he can't make them throws. If he was over there doing things, he would have got a spot somewhere. Probably so. I mean, that, that's fair. But like I said, but, but other than that, like I said, if Tim Tebow, you know, somehow got another shot, and it was at QB, I'm like, all right, give him one last shot at QB. And all right, and if he doesn't make it, then there, let's be done with Tebow. Other than that, though, I don't want to see Tim Tebow again. Yeah, I mean, he I, was I don't decent on ESPN for like they college football shows. Man, he was like he was. He will be in the Hall of Fame in college football. That's hands yeah. down. Like, you know, just keep doing that college thing. That that suits you. Okay. <laughs> like, like I said again, I, I, I won't, but I won't, like I said, to play devil's advocate, I will never knock someone. Like I said, it's not your fault if someone gives you the opportunities. True. That's on them. Like I said, I won't, I won't knock them for you know, taking advantage of the opportunity. But like I said, that, that's just a business. That's just, like, that's, that's just the dirty pool of it. Yeah, it's just like you know, yo, you got these people who some don't really have to quote unquote work 
for it. They just know the right people that they're given a, a, a given an opportunity. Yeah, it's the same I, way. I, you I can't, can't get mad at the players it. for for signing those big contracts that they don't deserve. Like, man, somebody offered to pay you that money. You better sign that contract. Exactly. <laughs> Dennis, well, not Dennis Schroeder, but not that it's the same thing. But yeah, like I said, I, I can't knock you for that. But I say, but if you take it and I see you that you don't live up to it, yeah, you got to go. You got, you got to go. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, let's move on to our third topic. The Detroit Tigers analyst, Jim Morris. Um, I'm sure you saw the situation where he made that that racist remark about, I forget the pitcher's name. Well, the, he's the best player in baseball. Oh, yeah. So I admit, I don't watch much baseball, but this came across my feed and I'm like, yeah, this is not a good look. And like, I feel like the it took the Tigers too long to kind of do, you know, when the Tigers didn't do anything, the radio station he works for, they suspended him. Um, the Tigers ended up agreeing with the statement, but I feel like the Tigers baseball people should have got ahead of this and kind of spoke out soon as it happened. But we know why. We know why it didn't happen. Exactly. That's the fact because he's white. Yeah. That's what it basically comes down to. He's a white guy. He has a complexion for the protection. I mean, you sit there and you read through, you heard his statement. It was brought to my attention that what I said might have been offended. No offensive. Like, hold on. It had to be brought to your attention? That what you said might have been offensive. You know what? It, it kills me. Rob Parker, who I've had a chance to you know kind of get to know since I've been out here, it it made me think of his situation back when he was on ESPN. Remember, he got fired for basically saying Robert Griffin was a white boy, comes mm-hmm. on has white tendencies. He got fired. Now let's be real. This is a black man talking about another black man. And I told Rob this when I met him to his face. I was like, it was one of the first things that hit my mind. So I was like, you know what? I've never had an issue with what you said. Because you know why? We, as a culture, as a people, we, we do that. Hell, I've been accused of talking like a white boy. You know, because I have a propensity to use a mighty of, you know, terminology that comes off where people can't keep up. And in layman terms, I have the habit of using big words. <laughs> But because I speak that way, you sound like a white boy. You sound like as a white man. Rob Parker got fired for saying Robert Griffin is seen as a white, you no, know, as a white guy amongst the black culture. Fired him. Yeah. Where this white man is talking about an Asian man uses this stupid fake accent, which he thought was funny, and it had to be brought to his attention that oh, I might have offended somebody. And like you said before, we got on the air. They just suspended him. Just suspended him. Yeah. Don't give me no other reason outside the fact that he's white. Is that why he got away with it? Because I guarantee you, if there was no uproar, if there was no social media, if there was no way that you know, basically people could get the you know, backlash and all the, you know, all the complaints out there, nothing would have happened to him. No. Not at all. Makes me sick. I said, I mean, we all know the game. That's, a, that's the whole thing about it. I said, I don't really care if somebody gets bothered by hearing me say this. This is a fact. White folks get away with stuff that we can't get away with. You don't think I don't. I know. That for sure. I know you got to know that. Exactly. The unspoken rule 
that white people get away with things that we can't do. What's the old saying that we gotta be twice as good? You think I can make as many mistakes? I can't go on the air, sit up here, make a racist joke or sit up here and make an off-color comment you know, towards a woman, let alone, and not get in trouble for it. Yeah. But this yeah. man <laughs> sat up here, sat it on live television and was able to finish the whole game and give some whitewash apology. And yes, I meant when I said whitewash, apology as in, uh, it was brought to my attention that what I said might've been offensive. Well, blah, 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 blah. Cause that's all that came off to me is a bunch of BS. Yeah. That, that apology is so fake. How many, how many, and how many times have we heard it within the last two years? I forget who it was and I forget what the statement was. Um, but I want to say it was like the Reds, like the announcer said something and they got that dude up off the air during so the game. Marty Brennan. Yeah. They got him up out the paint during the game. Absolutely. That's what needed to happen here. A- absolutely. And Marty Brenneman was a staple within Cincinnati. Yeah. Within the Reds. And you know why they probably did that? Because they used to be owned by Mars Shot. We know how Mars Shot used to get down. Yeah. They couldn't afford that kind of heat no more. Yeah. That's probably why they did that. But Jim Palmer is better a, to get in front of it. But Jim Palmer, because I think I think Jim Palmer's a Hall of Famer. I'm not big on baseball. He's, he's a, a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer from what I read. Yeah. Jim Palmer, the Hall of Famer, played for Detroit. You know, basically he's a favorite son. So you get you no, know, you get so much rope. But this is a situation where all that rope, I don't care if you are a Hall of Famer. I don't care if you're one of the all-time greats of the team. You don't get rope for that. Nope. Got to pull him. You don't get rope for that. You got to go. So, now, and like you said, the descendants of sensitivity training. You know what that means to me? All that means is that you're basically probably going to say the same stuff off the air. You just want to make sure you just don't say it ever on the air, ever say yeah. it on the air again. And if they're like, most of these companies, he gets to watch like a PowerPoint for like 30 minutes or uh, some sort of sensitivity video sign the certificate and be good even if he even does that show he probably shows up kicks his feet up and then he's probably just talk talk about everything but what happened and then walk back out in front of the cameras and you know all the media journalists talking about i've learned my lesson and blah 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 blah. i said there's there's really nothing jim palmer can really say to me though make me think like you know what i truly learned my lesson because i said the same obs as old as you are, how do you not know you didn't offend someone? I, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not, I mean, Jim Palmer's old enough. I mean, I'm sure he's seen and been a part of some things. Like, you know, what when you're stepping over the line. Unless that's his thinking, every day. Like you don't know who you are. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, you see that white face. So you know what you got. That just comes from a place of comfort. Yeah. Unless it, you do it all that, the time. Something that I'll never know about. Believe me, because I ain't white. Yeah. For those, for those listening to us who believe us, we, we are black men. <laughs> believe me, it's hard enough for me to walk down the street. And I got to watch myself. Over six feet tall, black men, mind you. <laughs> See, over six feet, damn near 300 pounds. <laughs> I drive my car looking for cops, just based off my experiences. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, how many times I got stopped just for nothing? How many times I got thrown in the back of a cop car just because? But Jim Palmer gets to say what he wants to say and it has to be brought to his attention 
oh, I might have offended somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's because he was comfortable saying it. He's been saying it for so long, saying things of that nature for so long. He was comfortable and didn't see anything wrong with it. It's, that's it's, exactly it's, what it's, happened. It's already in you. Yeah. It's already in you. Like I said, and, and like I said again, I mean, as, and as, as Black people, I mean, I respect, you know, there's so many people in this industry no, I mean, and let me know. I don't. It's not just black people I respect in this industry, but being as a black man, there are a lot of black journalists, analysts that influence me because I am black myself. But to watch them, and this is one of the things that they constantly reiterate about knowing that the rope that they're on. That's short. Like I told you, Rob got fired for talking about another black man, yeah. and they told him that he made a racist comment. I'm like, hold up, can I? Can I? I mean, can I really be racist? I'm talking about another man who looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks like me. The real the real talk is, you know what? This is new. This is what we do. Yeah. And if we're honest, I'm sure other cultures do the same thing too. I'm sure they're like there are white folks who probably look at other white people and sit there. Oh, you're trying to be black. Yeah. They definitely do. Yeah. Rob Parker got fired, and Jim Palmer gets sensitivity trained. Yeah. Get out of here with that, man. Ain't, ain't nothing but the complexion for the protection. Call it what it is. If you don't like it, man, psh, real talk, you can kick rocks. Had to catch myself there. It's call, what it, call it what it is. It's just the truth. And I said, I mean, I think it, it bothers me even more because I'm married to an Asian woman. Yeah. So it's just like, come on, man. Nah, nah. Like, and he's I mean, like the best player in your game. Hands down, we'll be MVP. It's no, it's no different than the situation with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. Yeah. And what they did to Rachel Nichols, well, they took her off the NBA Finals. Really? She was still hosting her show, The Jump. Yeah. They ain't doing nothing to Rachel. They ain't doing nothing to her. But the, person, but the person who, uh, you know, leaked the information to Maria, they got suspended. Complexion for the protection. I said, like we said in the in our first uh, segment about KD and uh, Draymond Green. That's just me and Jim. I'm I'm huge on accountability. Mm-hmm. One of the things I I told my wife was I, that's gonna be instilled in my son to my grave. I promise you. It's like, dude, you gonna hold you gonna learn how to hold yourself accountable. We don't do excuses. If you say something, you do something, you own up to it. If it don't work out the way you thought it was gonna work out, yeah. And Maria Taylor with her. No, excuse me, not Maria Taylor. Rachel Nichols with her, no, dramatic apology. Ray Palmer with his fake BS. And it's like nothing happened. Yeah, what I really disliked about Rachel's apology was that she was up there on stage with uh, Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins. She should have been all by herself and had to hold all that weight by herself. You know what was clean on them too. You know, you know what it's you know what it was for though. Mm-hmm. We all we all know what that was for though. Yeah. Because if we if we show you no know, two black guys showing compassion and forgiveness to Rachel, hopefully that'll smooth things over. Yeah. If it doesn't bother them, why should it bother the rest of you? And you're right, they shouldn't have been up there. Own what you said. And what can, and the, and the funniest thing, well, it, it is kind of funny to me, with the Rachel Nichols situation, it was her own equipment that caught her. Yeah, <laughs> that was her mic, her her equipment 
she's having to keep it on and she just got a hey, she got caught she got caught you know letting go of her emotions and rightfully so hey look i'm not here to tell anybody how they should feel about something but like i said again once if your feelings get out hey be ready to deal with the consequences yeah, of them. you gotta own it you know, i said know your personnel know who you can and who you cannot talk to yeah i said there are things that i i feel about certain things but again there are things i keep to myself like again you well you're a part of it my circle was very small mm-hmm. so it's like when i talk to some of those my thoughts are just my thoughts because respectfully i don't necessarily have to tell you every my intricate thoughts about everything else i keep that between me and my circle i know i can just be with nil i don't I, I would never feel comfortable enough to sit there. What I really think on a hot mic, for real. Hey, and, and, and if I knew I could get away with it, oh, I'd give Howard Stern a run for his money. Stern wouldn't even want to see me. If I could speak freely and and not to worry about no consequences or no real consequences, man, look. <laughs> Jim Palmer, man, I said it's such a joke. Yeah, I said again. I mean, and the sad thing, I'll say this again: it's not going to be the last time. No, not at all. It, it won't. It won't be the last time. And we'll just sit back and wait for the the next fake apology and everything else. Like I said it doesn't just revolve around sports. It can be in sports. It can be in politics. Whatever. Now it can be in everyday life. Agree. Agree. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this thing up, sir? Oh, no, man. Uh, uh, nothing but the usual as always, man. Be sure to subscribe. Pass the word about us, man. The Instant Classic. You can hear us on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, help me, Ink. Where, where else am I missing? Man, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can you can get us in there. Um we're going to be on on Amazon Music soon. We'll be on Audible. So anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you should be able to find it. Go ahead and drop your socials, man. No doubt. Like I said, you can follow me at the TheMikaDiva on Twitter. That's at T-H-E-M-C-G-O-D-I-V-A at TheMikaDiva. And I can be found at, at J-Sug, J-A-Y-S-U-G-G. Let's get them numbers up, man. Go ahead and follow us so we can get those numbers. Absolutely, man. Let's say we just bringing some realness to this game. I said, forget all the analytics, man. We can sit there, we just look, we analyze the situation, and just talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Let's just be real. I don't need to know the percentage of something to be like, you know what? <laughs> this is just bad. <laughs> this team's just not that good, or this player's just not that good. I'm tired of everybody trying to support their arguments on sports about analytics. Well, he threw it, you know, 50% of the time or he shot it 40% of the time from over here. Shut up. You either got it or you don't. Yeah. And we're going to call you out if you don't. We'll give you your props <laughs> if you do. Exactly. Exactly. All right, sir. Once again, let me thank you for, for joining in. As always, my brother, you know, next time we'll get it on again. Yes, sir. And for all of our listeners, we out. Later.